This is the High School Football America podcast for April the 8th, 2020. I'm Jeff Fisher. The High School Football America podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, America's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service, plus different plans priced right for every coach's budget. To get a demo, go to GameStrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Heading to the old stomping grounds, Southern California, and uh, my good friend Chris Four hooked me up with this interview today for the High School Football America podcast. Uh, great story for uh, Sunny Hills High School and uh, its head coach, Pete Caravitas, who is on the line. He uh, last year was the uh, Orange County Football Coach of the Year by the Orange County Register, which is a big, de- big deal. They won the uh, CIF Southern section, the toughest section in the state. I can say that with uh, all confidence. <laughs> on that one. Uh, it was a Division Eight title. They got to the the Bowl Series, which is basically the semifinals, if you will. Uh, got knocked off there, but it was a fantastic year for Sunny Hills. And when uh, Coach Four called me up, he said, Jeff, look, man, you got to talk to Coach K here because he did something <laughs> incredible over the weekend. The rings came in, the CIF Southern Section Championship rings. And, you know, we're in, in social distancing, so Coach K had to do something a little different. And he's here now to talk a little bit about what that is that he did over the weekend weekend welcome to the show coach hey thanks for having me jeff appreciate it yeah so like i said uh before we roll tape here i didn't want to steal your thunder but uh when 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 chris told me what exactly you did i thought that was the coolest darn thing in the world so again (laughs) i i i i I, I story tell but it's your time to story tell what exactly happened the rings come in and we're social distancing what'd you do so so we had a uh, we had a ring ceremony scheduled for April 2nd um where we you know we'd already had our end of the year banquet in January and our boys had gotten sized in January and we were supposed to get our rings in in March and then that got pushed back with all the COVID-19 things and we had our ceremony scheduled for April 2nd and obviously um in this you know difficult time uh where school's been canceled and everything else uh we weren't able to 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 have that ceremony so Actually, one of my uh, boosters, who's his name is Rob Massery, a phenomenal, phenomenal just volunteer for our program the last four years. His son's a senior, and he said, "You know, Coach, have you thought about a way to get to get these rings to the kids? You know, I mean, one of the cool things for us, Jeff, is we're a neighborhood school. Majority of our kids live within five, ten minutes of the school. Some of them live, you know, around the corner from each other." And so we thought and came up with the idea that what if we just went around and delivered them? And um, <laughs> Rob is a big tech guy, and he brought his camera, and we were able to film every player opening his ring. And, um, again, the era of social distancing, so we had our hand sanitizer, and we didn't touch anybody. We, 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 we put it on the doorstep, <laughs> and then we knocked on the door, and then we stood six feet away, and then we, and then we uh, recorded each player opening his ring. and. So what we're doing right now is I've got all of my assistant coaches actually recording a personal message, and then we're going to put that personal message with the tape of the kid opening his ring. And Rob, Rob Master is going to put together a whole video that eventually our whole team will be able to watch. And so it's it's kind of when we can't be together, it's one way we can sort of have that same common experience um, together. And so that's where we're at right now. And, you know, uh, 
trying circumstances, but we're going to try to make the best of it. Well, it, it sounded like a, a whole lot of fun. And when you get that video, we will put it up and promote it for you uh, nationally. It, it's it's <laughs> awesome. Uh, Pete Caravitas is on the line. He's talking about uh, Sunny Hills, uh, the football team getting its uh, championship rings from uh, 2019, which now seems like it was forever ago. But but tell us a couple of the stories. I mean, <laughs> totally. it's it's so unique, right? I, I It sounds like a, 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 a what is that? The uh, the ring doorbell, right? It sounds like a, a, a promotion for that. Yeah. Literally, rings yeah. and a doorbell and all that sort of stuff. But uh, tell me some of the, the, the fun stories. Um, there, there's got to be, yeah, you know, there's always so, that one kid, right, that stands up because he does something oh, weird. So uh, what, what? give me a couple. Yeah, so a, cu- a couple of cool moments. One of them, uh, we had a kid who, uh, we were, he was lived in an apartment complex and we knocked on the wrong door and someone answered and <laughs> we had the camera rolling and we're like, oh, oh this is the wrong person. <laughs> there was that kind of a funny story. Uh, there were a couple of stories where, you know, the CIF championship rings are expensive. And so there were a couple of players who, um, and, and, you know, with economic times being tough, there were a couple of players who weren't sure if they were going to get theirs because they weren't sure if uh, the funds had come in. And there were a couple of parents and boosters who stepped up and took care of it. So we actually had a couple of players who got their ring and didn't even know they were getting a ring because um, they didn't know that uh, until we showed up at their doorstep. So that was a, a cool moment. Um, and, and, you know, just the, the opportunity, it was funny. We didn't tell anybody to wear Sunny Hills gear or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But once they, once they, you know, because social media, everybody sees the posts that were coming around. Uh, it seemed that everybody starts uh, answering the door with their CIF championship <laughs> t-shirt or sweatshirt on. And we have one family, Wilson Cow, who's a you know, stud receiver DB for us. He's committed to Azusa Pacific Mile alma mater and got the game-winning interception against the uh, against Santa Barbara in the championship game. He answers the door, and his dad, mom, brother, and sister all have their shirts on, coordinated and whatnot. So, um, you know, but for these seniors, I mean, right now, um, graduation has been um, it for for sure canceled on the date. They're trying to maybe, hopefully, right. we can get something later in the summer, but it's very, very uncertain. And you know, for these seniors and for these parents of seniors, there's a lot of really cool moments that they're expecting to have after the last four years and. Unfortunately, you know, those are being taken away. So to try to give them uh, some of those moments uh, back was our was our goal. And um, I, I think that we're able to do that a little bit. Oh, it, it sounds wonderful. I've got a big old smile on my face. But, you know, what you said there <laughs> is so true. I just literally just drove back from going out and doing some of my necessary shopping for the week. And here where I am in Atlanta, there's a high school called Dunwoody. Uh, and the, now they're putting out the signs, you know, congratulations, you know, Tammy Smith, uh, class of 2020 yeah. and all that. And it got me thinking about exactly what you said there. I mean, that's that has got to be so tough to, to face the fact that one of the biggest, you know, come coming into adulthood moments is, is going away. I mean, I, you're 100 percent. Yeah. That. Yeah. It's it's been really, uh, really tough, you know, because, I mean, I'm a parent and um, I can't imagine when you get to these sort of milestones, mm-hmm. right, that you're expecting for your kids, especially with your oldest. Right. You've never had that experience before. Um, and then those things get taken away. I mean, I'm, I'm wearing a Yale sweatshirt right now that I didn't go to Yale, but one of our players <laughs> who's about to graduate from Yale, Malcolm Dixon, is played free safety for them for the last four years. And he's supposed to be graduating from Yale uh, next month. And, and that's not going to happen now. I mean, he's going to get up obviously the degree, but right. I mean, you can imagine if you're so excited for your kid to graduate from an Ivy league school and, and that moment is, is somehow, you know, lost. So, it, what what Rob Rob Master, our, our booster guy that that brought the idea, he's like, you know, let's just try to spread some positivity. And then so 
I was like, man, this is awesome. So we just ran with it. And, uh, it's great. you know, he, we're putting the video together right now. All the coaches are filming their individual videos to players. And I was able to get to every senior house and every coach house and every manager house. And then I had an assistant coach who took a couple of the underclassmen. Um, but every kid got their ring hand delivered and that's so every cool. kid got their ring delivered on camera. So we're excited about that. Well, let's kind of talk about an exciting year. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what you're doing with the staff yeah. now and the kids, but, uh, 2019, uh, to put a smile back on your face. I, I know, uh, <laughs> after Chris Ford told me, you know, what you had done and, and that we we're going to do this interview, I did a little bit of, you know, research on you and, uh, things weren't always sunny at Sunny Hills, I guess, when you took the job five years ago. So, yeah, so uh, take me back to that moment. <laughs> What was the, what were some of the things you set the table with that made for a great 2019? Well, Sunny Hills is a you know it's interesting. It was a school with a, a great tradition from the 80s and 90s. They won a championship in 83 and 90 and 92, and then a great coach Tim Devaney retired in 1998. And between Tim Devaney and myself, I got hired in 2015. Um, I think in that you know uh, whatever that is, 16 years, there were seven or eight head coaches. At one point, I think it was four coaches in four years. And, uh, you know, there was just a lot of turnover. And when that when that happens in an open enrollment district where people can decide whichever school they want to go to, no one was deciding if you were a football player to go to Sunny Hills. And um, We were a strong academic school, but the football had, had just fallen off, not because of any one person or anything like that, but there just wasn't a whole lot of consistency and stability. So, um, I had the opportunity to be on staff for two years as an assistant before taking it over. So when, when I became the head coach, I, I had, I was very aware and I'm very, very well aware that that was just total luck of the draw. You know, not every coach gets that opportunity, but we, we were very understanding of what the culture was in the city of Fullerton and what we needed to do. So for us, the focus was reaching out and getting engaged in the community, whether that was through camp, through Pop Warner, through community service, everything we needed to do to win over our neighborhood and win over the kids who live near sunny Hills and make them choose us. And, um, we, you know, went five and five and then we went six and four and then we went eight, three, two years in a row, but we hadn't won a CIF game, a CIF playoff game at sunny Hills since 1996 Long time. Uh, prior to this year. Yeah. And then, and then the, the bracket comes out and we draw Tustin in the first round. You're, you're a Southern California guy. You know yeah. how good Tustin is. Oh yeah. Their offensive line coach is Sam Baker, you know, first round draft pick out of USC and, <laughs> they're off at the line 300 pounds across and we're like well we thought this might be the year <laughs> and then we're down 14 nothing in the third quarter and come back and win that game 21 14 and we come back and beat Tribuco hills in the semis in the fourth quarter and then we come back to beat santa barbara in the finals in the fourth quarter twice and so it's just a really special group of kids that again grew grew up going to junior high together and playing pop warner and junior all-american together and families that have known each other for a long time. So in this era of particularly in Southern California, but I'm sure you see it in a lot of densely populated areas where kids are moving around and transfers oh, yeah. and 30 mile commutes to high school and all that kind of stuff. You know, we wanted to kind of be a throwback and nobody gets on the freeway to come to come to high school in the morning <laughs> for us. And, uh, that's been our business model. And I'll tell you what, and I told this to Chris on the podcast uh, earlier that it takes a lot time, a lot more time, to build a program that way, mm-hmm. but we want to build something that's sustainable, that's not reliable on, on me or on, um, you know, year by year waiting for that transfer quarterback. We want to build something that's sustainable through the neighborhood, through the community, and 
that's what we worked hard to do. And we feel really good about our 2020 team as well. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it's so funny when you say that and, and, you know, people around the country may not get it. I mean, there are getting, we're getting more and more, you know, open districts like that. But I mean, it, it's a free for all in Southern California. I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't even want to go down that road, but it's funny. You kind of stole my next question because I noticed on your Twitter yeah. account, you've got hashtag coach the neighborhood. So let's get into the neighborhood that brought a championship yeah. to the neighborhood. Who were some of the kids that really had standout seasons doing the leadership on the field, off the field, that sort of thing? Absolutely. Well, our quarterback, Luke Duxbury, uh, was a three-year starter, sophomore, um, went to Parks Junior High right next to us and was one of the first kids who chose Sunny Hills. His older sister went to Sunny Hills, but he was a football kid, so you don't go to Sunny Hills. But four years ago, he chose Sunny Hills, ended up being a, you know all-CIF player, um, you know two-time all-league player. Uh, he's committed to Simon, Fra- Simon Frazier, Division II school, um, uh, who plays in the GNAC Conference, even though they're located in Canada. But he's got family in Canada, so it's a perfect fit. Um, and he was a stud for us and threw three touchdown passes in the championship game to win that game for us. Uh, June on was our tailback. A kid was right around the corner. Um, five foot six Korean kid, um, who's 180 pounds of just pure muscle and, um, you know, two time all CIF player for us and then was CIF player of the year for us and is committed all five foot six of them is committed to an SCS school in Drake <laughs> university in Iowa. So, you know, a real impressive kid who never played football before he got to, uh, Sunny Hills was a first generation American kid and just, you know, completely, you know, um, you know, became a, a huge, huge part of our, our team also played defense. And then Wilson Cow I mentioned earlier was a DB wide receiver. Another kid who was open enrolled to go to another school because football kids, even though he lives right next to Sunny Hills, football kids don't go to Sunny Hills, mm-hmm. but he came to a camp and, you know, they saw what we were about and chose to stay and, uh, ended up being an all-league basketball player and an all-CIF, all-county, all-state football player, committed to Azusa Pacific uh, on defense, which is great. And then uh, a, a real special story, our, our CAF Defensive Player of the Year, well, two real special stories, uh, Carson Irons, who's actually a junior or going to be back next year, ended up being our, is our middle linebacker CIF uh, Defensive Player of the Year, his dad won a CIF title in 1983 at Sunny Hills oh, neat. and uh, has been part of this, you know, bringing the neighborhood back together again. And so Carson's got offers. He's a 4.8 GPA kid. He's already got offers from Brown and Penn and all those high academic schools. Um, and then lastly, Vincent Silva, whose dad also was on a 1985 team at Sunny Hills when they were really good, grew up with Carson Irons as well. And he had three touchdowns in the championship game and he's back next year. Mm. Um, and so these are all our all CIF guys. And so, you know, again, it's it's all of these kids. When I delivered their rings, it it took me less than an hour to go to all their houses because they all <laughs> went to Park Junior High or Fistler, which are right next to our school. And you know, again, one thing we always said four years ago, five years ago, is what if we could keep them all together? If we could keep them all together, we'd have something pretty special. Yeah, and and you did last year a, a section a Division Eight title in uh, the Southern section there. Uh, Pete Caravitas is on the line, uh, the head coach there at, at Sunny Hills, and and coach, I got to ask this question. We already went to the the, the boundaries and all that, and uh, you know I'm good friends yeah. with all those coaches in the Trinity League, and it you know it, <laughs> it happens right. You like you just said, you keep them all together. Now now here's the big question. Now that you got it pumping right, it's going in the right direction. Do you even think about that? That you know it is a fluid situation in Southern. California can lose these kids or is it all about your mantra of neighborhood 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 I don't because it's a different business model I mean the private schools have no natural enrollment right so they have to pull from everywhere right that's just a different business model so 
I'm an economics teacher, so that's how I look <laughs> at it. And, uh, and our business model is we have a natural enrollment, and, uh, and our league is in our neighborhood. So there right. are three high schools in, in the city of Fullerton, Troy, Sunny Hills, and uh, Fullerton High School, and then Buena Park is basically in the city of Fullerton. So there's basically four high schools in our neighborhood, and so the kids can go to any of those four high schools. I think that we offer the best combination of football and academics of mm-hmm. those four high schools, and um, every kid we get for us is a kid that doesn't go to one of those schools and helps us beat those schools. And so I'm proud to say we haven't lost to any of those schools in the last couple of years on any level, um, and if we can keep that going, I think we'll be all right. But yeah, we're we're not going to get to play modern day in Bosco. Like that's yeah, that's right. <laughs> not part of our business model. Now, granted, if our neighborhood has a bunch of D one kids in it, we want those D one kids. But how realistic is it that you have? I mean, modern day in Bosco have ten to fifteen D one guys every year. That's just not something that typically happens in our neighborhood. Right. Now, again, and, and that's okay for us because of competitive equity playoff model play who you should play and so we might not ever win a division one or two cif championship but if my if my uh you know desk and trophy case is littered with division six seven eight cif championship rings i don't care yeah so um and that's and that's not for everybody for some people they want to coach the most elite athlete um and they don't care as much about the community aspect of it and they that's so that's this isn't for everybody you know what i mean um so it's just a different business model. I don't think there's any right way to do it or wrong way to do it. It's just, I think the only time it's wrong is when you're supposed to be a community school and you're running it like a private uh, school. I think yeah, that's no, I, I, I that, hear you. I hear you. <laughs> nah, and, and congratulations on doing it that way. I, you don't know me other than this little call we've had, but uh, you can yeah. talk to Chris. I mean, I, my, what puts a big smile on my face, and my wife thinks I'm absolutely crazy, is I would rather go to every small town in the, my, in the country. My, my most favorite radio show was done probably eight or nine years ago, and I had the uh, uh, state champs from Vermont, Wyoming, and Utah. They were all in the smallest classification, and if you added the three communities together, they had 7,700 people among the three of them. Oh, wow. I, I had a blast. So, yeah, I, I just asked the question because I know the Southern California listeners may want to yeah. know, like, how do you handle that? So I'm, I'm just impressed. Well, you're wearing Yale and you got an economics degree. Come on, man. You're not a football yeah, coach. Yeah. You're well, wearing, wearing <laughs> Yale. I went to a dude. I'm teasing. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, there are 14 divisions in the Southern section. If you count eight, man, there are 16 divisions. We're division eight. So we're right in the middle. We're like a mid major, if you will. Um, and, and for us, uh, the thing that was so cool about our championship run was there was so many people who are alumni of the school who lived in the city of Fullerton for years, who, who, um, you know, were wearing, we had a letter, letterman jacket from 1980s and nineties on the sidelines at our, nice. at our uh, games. You know, it, it means more to them. This isn't like, I feel like for some of these high school uh, experiences feel a lot like AAU, you know, it feels like travel ball. Hey, we're together for a little bit. Let's win. And then we move on. And it's all about the next thing. It's all about the next step. I mean, we had three guys probably, we're probably gonna have a fourth guy commit to play college ball uh, this year. And we had four guys the year before, and we'll probably have, you know, six or so guys this year, but the majority of kids, this isn't like the stepping stone to get to something bigger. Like this is it. Like this is the big thing. And the majority of these families, if you've grown up in the community, you, you care about this thing more than what it can potentially do for you. You care about this thing because you're part of something. And that's what we've, 
you know, tried to create here. Um, and it, it's really special to be around. I got to tell you that, um, it, it, we don't do it for the money. We, everybody knows that mm-hmm. you do it for the sense of belonging to something bigger than yourself. And, um, man, it's, it's just been a really cool thing for me to be around uh, for the last five years. And again, we're excited about 2020. We've got a great group of kids coming back. We've got a great uh, group of coaches that are all staying on. Um, and there's been a lot of consistency. So we feel like even though we're facing these challenging times, once you, if you're not a program that's built off of a lot of movement and you're built off of stability, we think that when, when tough times like this come, we're going to be prepared to weather the storm. Yeah. And it's, you, you led me right down the, the path I, I wanted to go down next and we'll, we'll talk about the, the kids first. I mean, you're sitting here talking community, 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 neighborhood, neighborhood, neighborhood. And here we are social distance, social distance, social distance, yeah. which is causing yeah. all kinds of creativity, whether it's FaceTime, Zoom, you knocking on doors and delivering rings, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So what are some of the things, yeah. because, you know, so many coaches listen, some are picking up some stuff. So are you guys doing anything differently to keep the kids engaged and then you can talk about the staff too so one thing i would say uh google classroom you know has been i've had a google classroom for our team now for a couple years but it's Mm -hmm. been really in this trying time very very important so what my my offensive coordinator um, and myself have been doing is using google meet which can record and do live meetings but what we've done is just recorded ourselves going over our playbook and you know attaching clips and things like that posting those videos to the players. We've also got a coach by the name of Joe Laporta uh, who does remote consulting because, you know, we don't have a strength coach, but Coach Laporta, he's actually based out of Phoenix, Arizona. You can find him on Twitter. Um, has hooked me up with an app called Train Heroic, and he's been programming workouts for our guys. And so that they've got a, through the Train Heroic app, they've been, uh, you know, doing those things. We've also got a great a group called Athletes in Motion. It's based out of Brea that um, does work with our athletes twice a week uh, via Zoom. And so our guys, like yesterday, hop on, and there's 70 kids all in these little windows wow, nice. doing these exercises that they could do um, in that. So, And then and then our, our coaches' meetings have been via Zoom, and I've got some of my position coaches that are doing position meetings already. And, you know, um, we're, we're making the best of it as best we can, but I will say we are absolutely chomping on the bit to get back on the field. Um, <laughs> well, so, well, but you know, know that brings up best. a good question though, because and I've asked this a couple to a couple of coaches because again, it, the nature is right to step on that gas pedal, jam it to the floor, and get going. Now, if the new norm comes in a month, two months, three months, we still have lost something there. I mean, are you going to be able to temper that? I mean, what's your philosophy going to be, or do we kind of pull it back to day one? and go from there. Is that a, is that a fair question for you? Yeah. So when we had our coaches meeting, it was March, our, our spring coaches meeting was March 30th and we were going through our install for spring ball. At that time, we thought that we were coming back on May 4th. Spring ball was going to start May 11th. So we had our, we went through our offense and defensive install. Then we got pushed back right now. Our start date is June one. And I say that right now, cause we know mm-hmm. how this thing yeah. has been going. Um, and so what we've does, just done is moved our offense and defensive install to June one. And normally we go four days a week in the summer. We'll probably end up having to go five to try to get those days back. If we get pushed all the way back into August, obviously that is going to really change things. And so, you know, one one of the things that uh, we're just trying to do as coaches is stay stay in constant communication and stay, um, you know, uh, stay focused on, you know, how can we create, you know, for us, you know, these are high school kids, you know, keep it simple. 
And so the more complicated your scheme is, the more tougher time you're going to have mm-hmm. uh, with only a short amount of time to practice. So, um, you know, we've got our stuff. Uh, well, we picked this up from uh, Victor Santa Cruz, and, who's now in Hawaii, and, and Rudy Carlton, who's now the head coach of the Pacific. Years ago, they started going to pods where they divide their playbook into basically from most essential to least essential. And so we might not get to pod three and four this year. It might just be <laughs> pod one and two, you know, like – um, and so that's how we've all, that's how we've been installing our playbook the last couple of years. And, um, you know, that's, <laughs> as we, as we, my office coordinator, I keep, I keep talking about it. It's like, okay, well, uh, do we really need this one? Cause we might not get to that one. So, um, but you know, one of the nice things about stability is that, you know, we've got, like I said, a lot of our, almost all of our coaching staff returns and, uh, we, you know, we'll be running the same schemes offensively and defensively for the most part. Um, so our kids are are used to the systems that they've been in. Our JV went nine and one last year, and we've we've got some pretty good returns on the varsity. So we feel confident. It's just, man, we got to get back. <laughs> yeah, know? no, I hear you. I hear you on that. Who are some of the kids you mentioned? The kids that had a hand last year. Uh, I'm sure you've got, like you said, some kids coming back. Who are some of the kids you haven't gotten in yeah. yet that you're looking for? Well, yeah. So Carson Irons and Vincent Silva uh, both return um, as both. You know, Silva was a big offensive and defensive player for us. Noah Brown and Kevin Hu uh, round out our, our four linebackers. So all four of our linebackers return. They call themselves LBU, even though we're at high school. Um, <laughs> but uh, they all four return, and they all do something different. Uh, Noah and Vince have been the outside guys for us. Vince will probably also play some safety. Um, uh, Kevin Hu and Carson Irons, one has a 4.7 GPA. The other one has a 4.8 GPA, um, one you know, I mentioned Carson's already got the Ivy League offers. Kevin's getting recruited by MIT, Chicago, University of Chicago, Carnegie Mellon. So really smart kids where yeah. you want your kids to be smart on defense. Um, and then we have a kid named Brandon Roberts who was a transfer from Modern Day. He was a kid who went to Modern Day his first two years because he was the best kid in Fullerton Pop Warner. And he's going to go Trinity League and then got to Modern Day and realized that might be really good, but there's a lot of really good guys here. So he came back to his neighborhood school. He had to sit his five games. Um, because he didn't move, and so we, but he got those five games back because we ended up playing 15 last year. So um, <laughs> yeah. he, he started a free safety for us, and also a key uh, uh, athlete on offense for us. So he'll be back. And then our lineman, you know, we returned Kenny Latham, who's an All CAF lineman for us. Brian Chang, who uh, was an All League uh, candidate last year. So we feel really good about the guys coming back. And then, um, like I said, our JV was nine and one, and. Um, Actually, our JV's been nine and one the last two years. That one, those one losses have been to La Habra, but um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no shame in that. That's the last giant to tackle. <laughs> but uh, you know, we're excited about the group that's coming back. Twenty. I mean, uh, we jokingly said, you know, we we won the the CI championship in twenty nineteen. But 2020 was the, the the year that we thought we were going to be competing for. That's what you had circled on the calendar, right? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we 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 knew that the we knew 2019 would be good. We just weren't sure how quickly this group of juniors, who are now going to be seniors, if they would be ready to contribute like they did. Yeah. And they absolutely did. They did a great job. 
Pete Caravitas on the line. Uh, head coach Sonny Hills coming off a CIF Southern Section Division 8 title last year. Coach of the year in Orange County, which is no small feat. I'm good friends with uh, Steve Fryer and Dan Albano, so I know they take it very seriously. So if they handed it uh, with the staff to you, that's a, that's a pretty big deal there, that's for sure. Now i got to get some money out of those two for announcing them here on the show. But uh, as, as we wind it down here, Coach uh, Coach K, let's uh, – and, and by the way, that's not Krzyzewski. It's it's Karabitis, and I, I've actually not messed it up. I'm I'm happy with myself well, up to this Karabitis point. Karabitis is a lot easier to pick up than Krzyzewski. <laughs> I mean, at least it sounds like it looks, you know? There you go. So, um, you know, uh, you, you, you've touched a little bit on the staff. They're all coming back. Um, let's talk about some of the, the, the guys on it. You can get them all in by name here. We've, we've got time to kill this podcast, yeah. is to, to kill time from away from COVID-19. So let's talk, hear yeah. about them. So our, our offensive coordinator is Kevin Oberlander. Um, he's a good friend of mine. We were together 10 years ago at Whittier Christian and then both got head jobs in our separate ways and then come back together and uh, he's done a great job of running our offense and, uh, we run the football, but we also have the ability to throw it pretty effectively. Um, and, uh, our offensive line coach is Bruce Wallace, who's a man of integrity, like you've ever, like you've never seen just an incredible model of what a man should be for our players. Um, staying on the offensive side of the ball, Grady Smith, who played for me back at Whittier Christian is our running back coach. And then, uh, Jojo Caravitas, my little cousin who played for me back at Maranatha high school is our wide receiver coach. So, it's very it's a, it's a tight knit group, and then on defense, um, our D line coach is Ron Newton, who's just starting his forty fourth year as a coach on staff. Ooh. That's right, forty four started in nineteen seventy six. I believe those guys, those walking dinosaurs, yeah. are great. Yep, and he, and oh man, walking dinosaur, he'll love that. Um, he's <laughs> got great sense of humor, so and he's our defensive line coach. Our linebacker coach last year was Bill Hughes, who's been with us for for ten years, and he'll actually be taking over our freshman this year and our freshman coach is going to become our linebacker coach. That's Dave wild, who is a teacher on campus, won the CIF title as a player at Sunny Hills in 1990 and is now a, uh, now, you know, been a teacher on campus for almost 20 years and is a phenomenal, phenomenal coach. And then our DB coach is actually my dad, Nick Caravitas, who was at Aquinas high school and won the CIF title at Aquinas high school a couple of years ago. And then, um, was like, look, you know, I don't know how long we're all going to do this. And he's pretty close to retirement. Like, what if I just came in, you know, what do you think about coming over for a couple of years? And so he, he, last year was his first year with the staff and we won the title. So maybe he's a good luck charm. I don't know. Well, you know, um, I do know your dad, by the way, I was going to ask him, but keep, but keep going. But I was just going to ask yeah. what it's like to coach with him, but finish out your staff before I go there. Yeah. So that's our, that's our varsity staff. Um, and then we, we get some great help from some of our JV uh, lower level guys like Davis Barr, Jason Hughes, Andrew Guevara, um, Matty Kim, you know, some, some lower level guys that have been really, really uh, instrumental in helping develop our kids. Because for us, when you don't rely on transfers, lower level seasons matter. We care how much, how many games our freshmen win. We care how many games our JV kids win because we're not relying on people to come in from out, outside our area or kids we don't mm-hmm. know about. We are relying on through the pipeline. So the pipeline better look good. So our, our, uh, our we take our lower level games you know, very seriously because we want our kids to learn how to win. We want to establish our culture and want to develop those kids that contribute to the varsity level. Talking to uh, Pete Caravitas, 
His dad is on the staff, as you just said. And again, you're you're stealing all my questions here. You're a step ahead of me, but that's that's probably why you're winning championships. So so in the hierarchy of a family, obviously it's dad and then kids. Uh, on the hierarchy of the of the coaching staff, it's uh, kids and then dad. So what was the biggest thing you two had to work out to figure out who was in charge, even though you have the HC after your name? Well, yeah, I mean. If you know my dad, he's not uh, afraid to tell you how he feels or thinks about things. And if you know me, I'm not afraid to do the same either. So, so <laughs> there's definitely some uh, there was definitely some moments that uh, uh, got a little heated. But you know, with any good family, communication is important. And my dad and I communicate very well, and uh, he made us better on on defense and as a team. And uh, so we we got along great about ninety nine percent of the time. So um, <laughs> that one percent to me is worth you know as a again as an economics teacher, um, the the opportunity cost is worth the marginal benefit. So you know him coming from a, a place in Aquinas that had won some championships and yep. uh, had a lot of success definitely brought a, a perspective that we needed. It also brought a mentality that good was not good enough if you want to be great, um, and that was awesome. Um, and then, you know, he's had a relationship with a lot of my coaches because we've all been together for a long time. So it was a really seamless integration. Um, Kevin Oberlander was uh, a head coach that he hired when my dad was an AD at Western Christian, like in 2011. So, like, there was all these connections where everybody kind of already knew each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it just it just worked out and was a great fit. And um, He takes a lot of pride in, in how his DBs play and I think that, that that mentality has you know certainly made its way to the rest of the staff of you know take pride in your group take pride in what you're in charge of and uh, you're the head coach of your group and uh, and really and really instill that sense of ownership uh, in your group and that's really helped all of our coaches um, so it's been great and you know I mean you, you couldn't have write a better story to be able to win a championship with your dad. I mean, just, yeah. just even when we when we won that first playoff game against Tustin, I remember just that moment of him and I hugging afterwards. And you know, even if that was only it, it would have still been worth it. Yeah, um, so I saw him showing off good. his. He, I saw him showing off the rings proudly uh, on on Twitter the other day. Uh, oh, he, he's he good loves man. himself on Twitter, man. <laughs> he loves himself on Twitter. Oh. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I've, I think I forget. I met him down at Mission Viejo. I think he had some players down there for uh, for an Under Armour or something uh, when he was at a club. Yeah. That's, uh, I think, uh, several years yeah. back. But anyway, uh, to wrap up here, we're talking Sunny Hills football. I've got one more question for uh, Coach K. Yeah. And, you know, the social distancing and, you know, we're all learning something. And obviously, as a football coach, you're always teaching and learning, hoping the kids are learning from you. What have you learned about yourself through all this? Anything? Oh man, you got time for another podcast? I mean, um, <laughs> tapes roll. Well, it's I not tape learned, anymore. I'm old. It's, all, it's digital. All, I'm an extrovert. I'm an extrovert. So couldn't tell. Couldn't tell. I spent my, and my wife is a phenomenal uh, medical professional. She works at a children's hospital, Chalk Children's Hospital, in Orange County. So she's gone all day, and I'm home with the three kids <laughs> um, while, while doing remote teaching. So I've learned that I like to be around people and. Um, and that my three kids count most of the time, but sometimes I just need some adult interaction. My heart goes out to the stay at home moms out there. I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think I've learned that, uh, you know, th- there is a ton of value in the process and, you know, that sounds really cliche. A lot of coaches talk about that, but I don't miss standing, you know, we, we put our rings on and that was cool, you know, 
but it just really made me like, I want to get back to making practice plans and, and, you know, making my copies for my scout cards and, and, uh, watching film of practice. And I want to get back to building and, you know, some guys are really good with their hands and they can build like a buddy of mine just built a bench and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I can't do that at all. Me neither. Um, <laughs> but I like to build in a different way. And, uh, that's what I'm missing right now is that I love to build and, and to feel like you can't build is very frustrating. And so I can't wait to get back to that point. Well, coach, it's been enjoyable here. Uh, Chris Ford was right. You're a, you're a, a fun guy <laughs> to talk to. We haven't, haven't had any lags here at all. You did was steal a couple of my questions because you're a step ahead of me. And that must be why uh, you're able to, <laughs> to lead your school to a state champion. Well, a, a section championship, excuse me. But, you know, the southern section so darn big, it's, it might as well be a state championship. Well, the you way know, I, I tell people, they're like, what's, they're like, what's CIF? I'm like, well, in other states, that's a state championship, but in California, it's divided into a bunch of sections. So when you win a section championship in California, that's like, uh, like winning a state championship, except for then they created a state championship in California. <laughs> and that gets it more confused. Um, but the state, the California state championships have been moving around for like 12 years or something like that. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. Uh, the first time when we moved out there, and I drove from Laguna Beach. Uh, we were actually going to San Francisco, and and when when I got up into Paso, uh, Paso Robles, I was sort of like, wait a second, yeah. this is still the southern section. I just drove 150 <laughs> yeah. miles. I mean, it's, in, uh, it's yeah, absolutely insane. But anyway, Coach, uh, thank you for for joining us and uh, taking some time here. And, and again, congratulations on an outstanding season. And uh, the 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 execution on the rings is uh, you know, and that we're probably going to have people as a result of this podcast trying to outdo you and that's a good thing by the way so. well, do it yeah absolutely it's not it's, we don't have a monopoly on that idea i hope that more coaches do it i think it'd be awesome all right coach take care of yourself and uh, have a great 2020 all right thanks so much the high school football america podcast is brought to you by GameStrat, america's premier sideline instant replay system with outstanding reliability and customer service and different plans priced right for every coach's budget to get a demo go to gamestrat.com or click on the GameStrat banner ad located on every page of highschoolfootballamerica.com you've been listening to the high school football america podcast and i'm jeff fisher